this is Mike Miller. You're listening to Talking Money, either live on the radio or in our podcast. And you can get that through Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. That's the email address. The web address is just simply TalkingMoneyRadio.com. And you can click on there to listen. And you can not only listen today, you can also listen to other shows that we put on the um, website to have many different topics topics that you can get to that you can uh, learn more about something that you may need to learn more about before you especially before you buy something that maybe you uh, want to be sure you're a more intelligent purchaser at the time you buy it so and we're we're looking at um, different ways to save money today and so we'd love to hear your comments 877-235-9405 if you've got a way that you have saved money even maybe when your kids were growing up or something that you do now that uh, you would love to uh, share with the rest of us and uh and so we've got uh dave on the line calling us from california I understand he's listening live to us from california so he's uh, mighty early like seven twenty out there so good morning dave welcome to talking money hey morning mike yeah i um noticed the uh federal reserve did that interest rate hike the other day and um right. when i took financial management like 30 years ago, they taught us to never, ever, ever borrow money over 3%. That that was a dangerous number. You know, 2% was actually risky, but 3% was deadly. And uh, and so now the Federal Reserve is basically saddling America with 4%. And um, so, you know, that's going to not only create a lot more anger against the Federal Reserve, but it, it basically is going to allow, uh, uh, you know, as, as hard hit as America is right now with uh, gasoline prices and food prices, now they're going to get saddled with interest rates that are in excess of common sense. And uh, so I'm just wondering, are there local ways that somebody could invest in their neighbor, you know, say like a little old lady down the street really needs to get her porch fixed? Is there a way that, like, the Chamber of Commerce works with, uh, you know, neighborhood groups to, you know, spruce up a region so that uh, not only is it healthy and safety, uh, health and safety for the residents, but also for the mailman that's got to climb those porch steps? Sure, sure. Well, I, there's, there are several groups. I'm not sure the Chamber of Commerce is the right way to go, but generally somebody's local church is where they would start, and, and that's another good reason to be involved in a local church, not just not for that very reason, but it's just a kind of a, a subset uh, positive that can, because especially if it's a widow lady like you mentioned, so this lady is supposed to be taken care of by her elders and other believers because the Bible tells us to, to take care of our widows and our orphans and so forth so um, if, if that helps her keep out of debt and so you're um, the, the the question of debt is a yeah great we're going to talk about that in a little bit probably the second half of the program today and when poor Richard and Benjamin Franklin talk about debt and the the, the problems that you get into with debt uh, and, and I, on the on the flip side of that and people don't think about this too much, but there's been there's a lot of retired people, maybe the same lady you're talking about, 
who have not been able to spend much money because they have their money in savings accounts, which aren't earning anything. Well, now that savings accounts and even money market accounts are starting to pay a higher rate of return, it's it's one of the positive sides to uh, it's, it's negative for those who have to go into debt. It's positive for those who want to keep very safe money and use money markets and CDs and so forth like that. So with a, with a 10 year treasury, even the two year treasury was trading above the 10 year for a while I had a little inverted curve this past week for a little bit that and that's when you're close to three and a half percent now in a 10 year rate you you think about how much higher that is and it was just a few months ago and you could lock in that three and a half percent rate for a long time and have extra money to live off of depending on of course how much your your savings but yeah i would think that you know, places like Habitat for, for Humanity. There's a place locally in, in Greenville called Homes of Hope. There are places like that that you can go to to say, hey, I've got this problem. Or I've got a client up in uh, Boone, North Carolina, and that's what he does. He's sure. it's part of his hey, church. Well, he does that. So Yeah, the reason I ask, I heard about these new I-bonds. And this is why I mentioned the Chamber of Commerce instead of churches. Because if I understand right, the I-bonds are to be issued only to individuals, human beings, not to financial institutions. Right. And it's to encourage not only, you know, families to invest in their kids' college fund or, you know, different things, but whether that money could be then invested locally. So if, for example, would there be a county water bond issue that, you know, the I-bonds would, wouldn't be sucked out of town to Washington, D.C., that the I-bonds money would used to buy, you know, uh, bond issues in that county or in that region. Yeah, interesting idea, Dave. I've not heard anybody put it quite that way, so maybe you're onto something here. We'll have to explore that locally and see if, uh, if people can put their money together for that. For the time being, the only ones I'm aware of would be, like, going to your local church or going to uh, a local nonprofit that, that does buildings uh, like the Habitat for Humanity and Homes of Hope and things like that. So, uh, But good thought, Dave, and I appreciate you listening all the way out in California. No problem, yeah. Well, right. one reason, I, you know, you're in uh, in an area of the country that, you remember old George Washington Carver oh, had sure. invented those, uh, I think there were 600 different things he invented out of the soybean. And he invented paint, and he invented varnishes, he invented inks, he, you know, all sorts of different things. And I, it, nowadays we've got this supply chain problem, and I'm just wondering if there's a way that uh, a local, part of the reason why he chose soy to work with was soy improves the soil. And every time you plant a soybean, uh, it's going to put nitrogen back in the soil and revive, you know, what used to be king cotton ruined the soil. And uh, by planting soy, you could then have 600 di different things, plastics and ink and varnish and whatnot. And so now if we're having a supply chain problem and the environment is in a hard way, planting those soybeans, uh, you know, kindergarten classes could plant soybeans and then make, uh, you know, buttons for mom, you know, things like that. I mean, it, it, it could be a real creative thing as well as uh, an education thing. Well, Dave, it's obviously that you're a, you're a real thinker and you're trying to think out of the box and, and so glad that you're doing that. Uh, we're going to have to move on today, but some good thoughts. And uh, so I appreciate some, some of that's a, above my pay grade to try to figure out how all that works, trying to answer people's financial questions. But you got some good ideas. So I hope you have a great weekend and uh, keep listening. Well, that's Carver's ideas. I'm just the uh, the old memory, the I guess, of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You take, take care. care. All right. See you later.
Okay, so we've got uh, just enough time uh, to play the clip and, and I have my wife come on after the break. I think we'll probably have to work that out. So this is uh, Steve Martin and Amy Pooler. You run into a lot of people who have issues with, it's, it's, it comes back always to uh, thinking through what you really need. All right, when you're looking at expenses and as as I've heard many times, I've heard Ron Blue state it before, it says every every decision is a long-term decision every decision can be a financial decision especially when it's related to to money but every decision reflects your heart attitude and what you're thinking about not just money but everything else and so we've seen many people make poor decisions over the years we've all made poor decisions ourselves over the years uh, but we we need to uh, you know stay in the scriptures and and try to help and pray to help god guide us to give us real direction and, and true wisdom on how to uh, make our money last as long as we can of spending less than you make. Got my wife, Kathy, on the phone, and uh, we're going to play a little clip here from uh, Steve Martin and Amy uh, Puller, who did a little skit about uh, not not spending money you don't have. Very pertinent. It's only a couple of minutes. I think you'll uh, really get a kick out of it. Uh, let's play that, and we'll get my wife's thoughts on how to save some money numbers to add up. It's like we're never going to get out of this hole. Credit card debt, does it ever end? <laughs> Maybe I can help. We sure could use it. We've tried debt consolidation companies. We've even taken out loans to help make payments. Well, you're not the only ones. Did you know millions of Americans live with debt they cannot control? That's why I developed this unique new program for managing your debt. It's called Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. <laughs> Sounds confusing. I don't know, honey. This makes a lot of sense. There's a whole section here on how to buy expensive things using money you save. Give me that. And where would you get this saved money? I tell you where and how in Chapter 3. Okay, but what if I want something but I don't have any money? You don't buy it. Well, let's say I don't have enough money to buy something. Should I buy it anyway? No. <laughs> now I'm really confused. It's a little confusing at first. Well, what if you have the money? Can you buy something? Yes. Now take the money away. Same story? Nope. You shouldn't buy stuff when you don't have the money. I think I got it. I buy something I want and then hope that I can pay for it, right? No. You make sure you have money, then you buy it. Oh. Then you buy it. But shouldn't you buy it before you have the money? No. Why not? It's in the book. It's only one page long. <laughs> the advice is priceless and the book is free. Well, I like the sound of that. Yeah, we can put it on our credit card. <laughs> so get out of debt now. Write for your free copy of Don't Buy Stuff You Cannot Afford. And if you order now, you'll also receive Seriously. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. Along with a 12-month subscription to Stop Buying Stuff magazine. So order today. 
All right. Well, I wouldn't try to order that magazine. <laughs> I don't think that'd work. But boy, what a succinct way of telling us, uh, yeah, don't buy stuff you you can't afford, and if you don't have the money, just don't buy it. Think of what the world would be different if uh, we all went by that philosophy. So a couple of things that Ben Franklin says, if you would know the value of money, go and try to borrow some. For he that goes a-borrowing goes a-sorrowing. And indeed, so does he that lends to such people when he goes to get it again. So it's like, okay, you got to be careful. Even if you're the one loaning the money because you may be loaning to one of these people who can't pay it back, then you're going to be uh, just you know, as, as bad off and maybe worse. Think what you do when you run into debt. You give to another power over your liberty. If you cannot pay on time, you will be ashamed to see your creditor. Remember, this was done in 1758. This is not this is not done last year. This was 1758. So it's been a problem, not a new problem. It's a it's an old problem. And I think here's one of his best lines. It really has to do with expenses and debt. It's easier to suppress the first desire than to satisfy all that follow it. <laughs> to stop the first, don't take that first bite of chocolate cake. You won't have to worry about wanting the rest of it. That idea. Um, then he says, the second vice is lying. The first is running in debt. Creditors have better memories than debtors, he says. Uh, then another quote, gain may be temporary and uncertain, but ever while you live, expense is constant and certain, rather to go to bed supperless than rise in debt. So it, it, obviously he's very negative on the debt side, and the scripture is, is negative on debt side, but it really has to do with his comment about that first, um, one of those first things I said where he says that if you don't and you can't pay it, if you, uh, if you can't pay your debt, then that's when it's a problem. Anyway, a lot of good thoughts, a lot of hurried advice. <laughs> Sorry about that. So thanks for listening to another Talking Money. We'll see you next week for more exciting adventures with Talking Money.